0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. We have for you still not even out of Washington yet. On, I believe, not an ounce of sleep. Sitting currently at the Seattle airport, Mr. Kyle Porter from CBS. Kyle, did, I, I'm still in shock. Did that? Did that actually happen yesterday? I don't need sleep. I'm
1: fueled. Uh, I'm fueled by Jordan Speed, major
0: championship wins. That's all I need. <laughs> I mean.
1: I, 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 I don't even i I don't even know where to start with it, like just so many things happened and by the way, have you slept what what's your situation
0: um I went to bed around five fifteen five thirty um and slept about three hours, i think, but I was too fired up, I couldn't get to bed and my heart was still racing but like it, it, when it happened. I I I'm, obviously you and I are both huge speed fans. Like I wasn't like ecstatic. Like I was that's that's not how you want somebody to win a tournament. And I like DJ too. Is the thing I didn't want a playoff though. I wanted speed to win. But man, that that like I don't know. I'm still kind of in shock, and I still just can't really believe that happened.
1: Well, the whole thing. I was sitting in an 18 and watched both groups play through and. I, you know, I, I think a, as somebody who was rooting for Spieth, my kind of desire, I guess, was for him to hit the eagle putt and then DJ to, to birdie and and uh, lose by one. Yeah. And so when Spieth birdied and and, and missed the eagle, it was like I, there was just so many things going on because I didn't want to playoff. I didn't want to stay there another day. And it, I feel like the, I feel like the U.S. Open playoff. It sounds great, like eighteen holes or whatever, but
0: then you do it and it's like. It's not that. It's not that fun. Like it's, it's just. Yeah, it's usually not uh, that dramatic. I mean, oh yeah. eight, oh eight was, but I mean the last one before that was two thousand one. But I mean, the chances of it coming down to the final hole, like you know, a sudden death does, is are very minimal. But I mean, I don't know. The whole last hour was so bizarre. It was like great and bad at the same time. Like there were so many well, disasters. Uh, how
1: how much money would you have put on?
0: It being over when Speed 16. Oh, I mean, I, th- I think I sent like six tweets about it being over. Like, <laughs> I basically, I risked everything I had. I, it was a foregone conclusion. But, man, I, I mean, I, 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 I've been all over Fox pretty much the whole weekend. But man, the sound of that ball dropping in the cup with the mic there, with the crowd going nuts, like gave me chills. That was awesome. I don't know how well you could. hear. You were probably in the media center, or you probably weren't even on the course. You probably didn't even you were on the course. You didn't even see it, did you?
1: Yeah, I, I wasn't uh, in the media center. I was on the course, and I and you could hear. I mean, you, you knew what you knew what happened. By the way, the, your tweet about Spieth coming up eighteen being the conquering hero, like <laughs> that's that's not really an exaggeration. I like, know. That's how, that, that's how everyone there views him, and it, it's. <laughs> It was, it was really interesting to see because DJ, whenever he hit his, uh, what was he hitting, like 9 iron into 18 oh in 600 <laughs> the 601 yard part, but yeah, I think he hit 5 iron in, but he hit it to 15 feet, and people were like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because they knew what was at stake, like they—they were—they were. It was almost like they were trying to will the ball away from the hole so that Spieth could have his victory. And it was just the—the the whole thing was bizarre. But yeah, in sixteen, I heard. Uh, kind of the crowd from over there, and you knew what it was immediately. I mean, you knew this—that speed hit the putt, and and just watching the replay, that that yell that he gave, not right after, but like as he was going back to Greller, yeah. was pretty awesome. He was fired up.
0: That's the thing, though. It's like at the time, I mean, Grace had already hit the eject button at that point, and DJ, yeah, and DJ was two back. I didn't even think he needed to make that putt. Like I thought he had it at that point, you know. So when that went in, I was just like, I, I couldn't. First of all, that, that putt reminded me a lot of Keimer uh, last year to win the Players on seventeen. Like a, a kind of disappointing chip shot approach, and then about a thirty footer sliding left to right that nobody thought he was going to make. And man, when that fell, that like. It was it was worth all the pain for this that entire US Open. I mean that was like that was the moment of the year right there. And then he had to give it right back on seventeen. That's where the that's where like I feel the most bad for DJ is like Speed let him back in. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Like so if Spieth could have just gone and put it away if he parred seventeen and I wouldn't feel terrible for DJ today. But did it seem like to you like DJ didn't really care that much?
1: Well, okay, so so what happened right after everything went down? The scene on eighteen, I can't get out of my head. It was so bizarre because, it, it, you know, DJ three putted, and then everybody like it was like you know six thousand people were like, I don't know what to do with my hands. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like it was it, that's that's what the attitude was around the group. Like, it, was, it was it was the most bizarre thing I've ever experienced at a golf course because people wanted to be excited for Spieth but obviously they just witnessed just like a, a, hu- a human being massacred on live national television and it is, as DJ walked up towards the score stand I, I was kind of in the line that, that he walked by I was I was fearful I thought he was gonna like you know grab a grab a cell phone and throw it or like punch somebody but yeah he was very and this is, it's just kind of how he is. Like he almost looks yeah. like he just finished a practice round or something. And then he, 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 gets up to the top, uh, Wayne Gretzky's there, Paulina's there, the whole family. And he comes out of the scores and Paulina's standing right there and he kind of smiles at her and they jump on the, they jump on the, uh, the player bus and, and she was, she lost it. I mean, she was crying and like all this stuff. And he was just kind of like, huh? Eh, whatever, you know. Take my take my 800k and go home. So I, I don't know. The whole thing was was very very bizarre.
0: It's just like it's hard to call any like. Basically, I don't think what D, it's hard to call what DJ did choking, you know? Because really, the, more, the 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 biggest probably choke of the day was the Speed's tee shot and execution on 17. Because he that he had he had it in hand, a three shot lead. And that that was as close a bigger collapse in my mind. I mean, DJ he birdied, the birdie 16. I can't I can't even remember. oh birdied 17, birdied 17 to right. tie. Right, and then stripes a drive, then hit just a late a pinpoint laser. What did he hit five? I don't even know what he hit in there.
1: Yeah, he to, hit uh, I think he hit five.
0: Yeah, to 15 feet <laughs> just- for eagle, and then. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the putt, the the eagle putt. He said if he didn't have the read from Jason Day, he would have blown it ten feet by, and then he blow still blew it five feet by, and then it, I mean, you hate to say it, but like it came down to a five footer on those bumpy, bumpy greens. DJ would didn't did not blame the greens at all, and I don't blame him for that. Or I mean, I, I credit him for that. I don't know if they were at fault or for that at all, but just in general, the five footers were rolling extremely inconsistently the whole week, and it came down to that, and. I don't know it's just hard to put that much blame on him for missing that I I uh, but I don't feel like people are calling him a choker like in the in the immediate aftermath even
1: yeah, I hope not. And, and Spieth kind of mentioned this in his press conference. By the way, his press conference the, the the fifth the fifth major needs forget the players. It needs to be press conferences, and we could just give Spieth another major <laughs> because his his press conferences are unbelievable. Like I just want to, I'm like it, it gets done. I'm like, can we keep going? Like we just ask a more questions. <laughs> but uh, he talked about it in his press conference about how DJ was actually kind of clutch down the stretch. He knew that he had to birdie. 17 and 18 uh to to tie it up and he birdied 17 that's not like a really easy hole to birdie not at and all, no he just murdered that drive on 18 and gave himself a shot and just yeah he just blew i i, I would did, did it feel like it, it's blurry to me now but did it feel like he didn't Take very much time over his second putt.
0: Oh, that's I think that's definitely the case. I mean, I I forget where I saw this on Twitter. To this morning, uh, uh, Dave Katib at D Katib was tweeting this at Ben Coley. He said forty six seconds between the eagle putt and the birdie putt. I mean, that's, that's insane. Fast. That is insane to go to a U.S. Open playoff forty six seconds.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and Shane Ryan wrote a really, really good piece on DJ and, and talked about how his interactions with Austin, his caddy, uh, were kind of not strange, but just like kind of non-existent. And he and he kind of contrasted that to uh, Spieth and Greller, basically just like yelling at each other yeah. down the stretch, but like. Well. Is that? A, I mean, it, I don't know. Maybe that's a moment where Austin should have stepped in and said, "Hey, let's let's take a second, Like, yeah, this is, this is a good, you know whatever. I, I don't know. Maybe yeah, not. maybe that's maybe that's just easy to, to look back on, but it, it did it felt a little quick in the moment. And looking back, it, I think it feels even quicker.
0: Yeah. No, I, I read Shane's piece and it was really really good, really well written. Although I pretty I kind of disagree with the overall. Um, I don't know. I just have trouble looking back at one moment like that. I mean, first of all, if that first putt breaks a little harder or he gets it a little bit closer on the line and that goes in, he wins the U.S. Open. Like, it, and we don't—we're not talking about his caddy today, you know. Or no, it's just like a storyline that only exists because this freak thing happened on the 18th green. Where I mean, I don't think him three putting that from 15 feet necessarily means anything about Dustin Johnson. That's just like. It's just what happened. Like that's kind of uncontrollable. It's it's just what happened. Like if Spieth would have lost that event yesterday, like would we be saying the same thing about seventeen? Like about what he did on seventeen? Like you know, should Greller have calmed him down on seventeen t? Was he too jacked up? It's just like that's kind of the thing. I don't know. That's just something that happened. And I I don't think DJ relies on needs much reliance on a caddy or does rely much on his caddy. Like there was a moment Saturday when he was taking a drop. I don't. You probably didn't get to see this. But he was taking a drop, and we had the rules official call him in. And DJ is barking orders to his brother, and it was like it was like the brother had, would have had no idea what to do with a with a routine drop on the PGA tour. He was like, "Austin, I need the ball. Austin, give me a tee. Austin, I need a driver. Give me the driver, Austin." Like it was, it was like I, 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 I did actually see that. I think at point
1: he said, "Get out
0: of the way." Austin. Yeah, <laughs> <of> the way. <laughs> he was like annoyed with him. He's like, "Austin, I need the ball." Like,
1: yeah i i don't know it's it's interesting because it it, i feel like golf tournaments are so hard to to wrap your arms around just because so many things happen over the course of a week and it comes down to one stroke difference between the champion and the guy who's the choker who's this or whatever you know the the narrative that, that gets placed on him and it's like how do you, how do you define uh, uh, what that was that took place or how do you define a person by one thing that took place on a sunday why not on a thursday and i get yeah. it like it's it's it's
0: the moment. coming down to yeah.
1: it and 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 you're at the very end but it's just um, i don't know i just i never more than this week have i realized how difficult it is and maybe fox played into this a little bit but how difficult it is to just wrap your arms around an entire golf tournament and 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 make sense of, of what you're seeing and what it means and, and to really just put it in perspective. I feel like it's just a very difficult thing to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, we get caught up watching, I mean, you and I both watch way more golf on TV than we watch in person and like, when you get back out there on site and you just, you just see it sounds weird to say, but you see the humans battling the actual elements and seeing how big the real estate is of these golf courses and how small that hole is and it brings to perspective how hard it is for these golf golfers to finish these tournaments like so many nerves and it it the, i don't know to me the hole just looks bigger on tv like it looks easier on tv than you go watch it in person you're like holy shit this whole 600 yards this is what 600 yards looks like in person whereas on tv it's just like oh that's no big deal for those guys they can get on in two yeah no it's it, it's totally true and
1: especially on this court i mean the, the the uh the part three ninth that was playing, yeah. uh, you know, it, it had the uphill tee and then it had the downhill tee and and whatever like, it, when it was playing at the top of the hill, I was like, I don't even know how these dudes are are landing it on the green, much less hitting a slope and trying to funnel it down. Like it, it's just, it it's it really is preposterous how good they are, and that's accentuated. Um, when, when you're at a tournament, but especially at a U.S. Open, I mean, it's just so tough. And, and I mean, the front nine was playing at 4,000 yards on Friday. On, <laughs> like that's that's
0: ludicrous. And so yeah, it was. It was. It was fun to watch. And
1: uh, I don't know. I, I'm. It's going to take me like a week to to sort out everything that happened on Sunday.
0: Yeah, and one last thing, I'll get back to on that DJ the choker item it's like it. Yeah, at the very, very end, it fell apart. But he had exhibited so much clutch just to get there. I mean, like, like we said, birdieing 17 under that pressure and hitting those two shots into 18 to even give you that spot. It's like, oh man, I yeah, don't know.
1: I, I know. Okay, so I've been thinking about this because you and I are big proponents of the whole Ricky Fowler. Like he puts rounds together. He plays his t- He plays his best golf in the toughest tournaments and everything. Mm-hmm. But isn't there something about somebody like Rory McIlroy about somebody like speed that they just, they just get it done at the end. Like, I I know that, I know that's crazy. I know it doesn't make sense. I know that, I know that like the numbers say otherwise and and whatever, like it's the whole Derek Jeter is not a clutch hitter thing, but I just, I don't know. I can't get out of my head. I can't get it out of my head that that there's something at the end that they just. I don't know. They just have it, and guys like Jason Day and and DJ and not you know not that those guys never win. Obviously, they're tremendous golfers, but. It just feels like Rory and Spieth just have that little something else at the very end. I, and I don't know, I, I don't know what you think about that, but I just I can't shake that feeling sometimes.
0: Yeah, no, I mean it's 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 kind of just the way it's fallen for him in the last. Because I mean, we wouldn't we weren't saying this at this time last year about Spieth, you know. We this was we were still in the in the time of like, wow, can this guy get it done? You know, under the, under the pressure, but. I mean, I don't know about you, I, I, this is going to be the next thing I asked you, but did you kind of feel like this was Spieth's B game this week? Yeah, I, I mean, it, it really was, which is really scary. Maybe I B+, mean, plus. let's call it B+. Plus.
1: Well, the, the thing was, I mean, he, his whole deal is putting, right? Like, he's, he's just been so, I mean, at the Masters, he was just, it was a joke, like, he had every putt, and on a week like this that really turned the leaderboard into a ball striking fiesta, if you will. <laughs> uh, I mean, for, four of the top 10 were uh, four of the top 10 on the leaderboard at the, at the end were guys that are in the top 10 on, on tour and strokes gain Tita uh, green. So it, because of the greens, I feel like kind of just leveled the playing field. It, it turned out that you get your Adam Scott's and your Rory McElroy's in there. And, and Speep is one of those guys. That's great. Tita green, but he, I don't, Really think he was this week, and, and he couldn't rely on his putting, and and he just, um, I don't know, he, he's just. And you and I have talked about this, but his number one asset is is clearly his mental game. I mean, I don't know how you rebound from the seventeenth hole and just smoke that drive on eighteen, and that three wood he hit. I pure, mean, come on. So come pure. on. So pure
0: that flew like 280 too. He's not even that long. He was jacked up, but yeah, yeah. I mean, was. So, I don't know. I, I felt like know. he striped it this week. I thought he hit it really well, but I mean, he had at least nine three putts this week. I mean, I I have unbelievable faith in speed on the greens, and I lost it this week. I did not. When I'm watching him stand over a putt this weekend, I did not feel good over it. I mean, the the putt on one yesterday was a good example. I mean, it was a three footer that didn't touch the hole. I mean, I think a lot of that honestly had to do with the greens more than it did Speeth, of course, because that's what I, I, I'm going to be like, be like the players and blame the greens and not myself or not Spieth in this case. But, <laughs> um, but like, it, it, I mean, I know, the whole the whole putting thing about now we're getting a little bit about Chambers Bay. Like, I don't know. It, it, so, like on the back nine alone, DJ Pajowski tweeted this. It Said DJ missed ten or six putts inside ten feet on the back nine alone. He missed a six footer on ten, a six footer on eleven, seven footer on twelve, five footer on thirteen, nine footer on sixteen, and a four footer on eighteen. That to lose the U.S. Open that is heartbreaking. And like, it, it, I don't know. A lot of people, are, a lot of people have a lot of theories or you know beliefs on the players being whiny. And I, to be honest, I I most usually do agree with that, and I usually you know kind of poke fun at the players for as much as they complain about the U.S. Open, but. To have a a championship where the Greens are that bad, and they really were that bad. They were terrible. Um, Yeah, not every player complained about them because they knew there's no benefit to complaining about them, but Ian Poulter, Billy Horschel, I mean, uh, the two opposite ends of the spectrum of guys that I root for, obviously. Both have the same thing to say, and I I agree with both of them. Like, it's complete luck for better or worse. You can hit a perfectly pure putt, and it just catches a bad piece of Poa and goes offline. And I, I felt like... I feel like that honestly really did take away from the experience of the weekend. And I don't know how much you experienced that or saw that from a media perspective. But, I mean, are you buying what a lot of these guys are saying about, you know, the Greens? Did you think that had an impact on the way the tournament was played?
1: Well, yeah. I, I mean, it, it certainly did. I, I mean, when you have the guys that are that are the leaders, like, like McElroy and, and, you know, guys that are in the top ten on the leaderboard saying – um Hey, it, it affected the way we played, but they also those guys also said, "At some point, you accept it and you know you can't do anything about it, and you move on." And, and whereas I think I think the guys like Horschel and Poulter just kind of hung on to it and hung on to it, and Chris Kirk really hung. Oh on my
0: to god! It. And,
1: and uh, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's tough for me to criticize. I mean. Yeah, they they clearly were not that great, but it's tough for me to criticize them as um, as something that affected the overall tournament. When we end up with Spieth beating Dustin Johnson on the final hole, I, I mean, like it, it's it's still made for I, I don't know, it's still made for a tremendous event. Yeah, uh, I mean, how, how would it have been? So, so the ones that were good were I think seven and thirteen were the ones that. That um, the player said we're rolling true. So let's say all 18 holes are like that. Does that really? Does that change the outcome? Or, or do we get? I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe it does.
0: I don't. I don't feel like we're sitting here with this horror today of watching what Dustin Johnson just did. If he has a five footer or a four footer on a smooth 18th green, I don't think. I, I, I don't. That putt didn't have a lot of break to it. I don't think he misses that putt if it's a normal green. I don't. I mean. Yeah, that evens out for the field throughout the course of a week, but I just hate that it came down to a putt, a four foot putt on a very non true rolling green that decided um, the, the championship. That's just kind of why I don't know. That's the bitter, the bitter taste I have in my mouth on it. But I mean, yeah, every, all players need to play the same course. I understand all that. I don't know, and yeah, we did have a great leaderboard, but it's just like I don't know for, for to have it be the national championship, the U.S. Open. I mean. To be on the worst greens probably they'll see all year like I don't know it just it just kind of taints it a little bit for me it's like what's what's the what's the what is the what is the purpose of this championship right is it t- and, you know they're, they're saying is we're not trying to humiliate the best golfers in the world we're trying to identify them uh, if you can con- if there's a way you can convince me that having bumpy or un- impure greens helps identify the best golfer. I'm all ears, but I don't think that, that really I don't I don't I don't know. I don't sense that.
1: Well and and I heard multiple things about why they were bad. Part of it Morgan Hoffman said he talked to Mike Davis and Mike Davis told him that the 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 uh the, what's it, Poa po- anna? Is that how you pronounce yeah, I, it?
0: Yeah, I think so. I don't even know. To God, be honest, it I only read that word. I, this is not a topic of conversation that I usually have. It's about grass types.
1: <laughs> it, that it kind of crept in in the last two months, and that's why you have the discrepancy between that and the fescue, and it growing uh, different lengths and at different speeds and whatever. But then I also. Alan Shipnuck, uh, Sports Illustrated, played it play, played the course a couple months ago and said that the greens were were great, but that because they tried to make them, he said they were a lot slower. Then because they tried to make them a lot faster, that's what um, that's what caused the issue. So I I don't know I, if it was if it was like a natural thing because the 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 Poa An- Poa Anna <laughs> this, this is going downhill <laughs> uh, it, it, because that crept in then. There's not much USGA can do about
0: that. Um, yeah, they, they said that I, on one of the one of the segments. They're like, "Well, that's what you're going to get in the Pacific Northwest this time of year." It's like, "Well, wait a second here. This you designed this event to be in the Pacific Northwest this time of year. You're you're the one that picked this venue. You can't be like, oh, yeah, that's what you'll get up here this time of year. No, no, no. You you took the gamble on this place. You banked on this being. You took the risk. Go ahead."
1: Yeah, and, and my issue is that, like, if you have two greens that are perfect, 7 and 13, like, why did you not figure out what made them good and and do that to, to everything? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I think it was a little bit of a product of the fact that this course is, what, eight, seven, eight years old? Yeah, something like, like that. Like, it, it just – part of that is, like, it takes time to get the rhythm of a course down, and I don't think you can do that in seven or eight years. And, and so – I don't know, it just, it was, a, the whole thing felt a little bit rushed in terms of getting the tournament out there, and I, I don't know, it, it it stinks, because I, I think that, that Chambers Bay got a bad rap, when the reality was that, other than the greens, it was, it was pretty great visually, now people could... <laughs> people were having trouble like getting to spots to see players that was my bigger issue yeah. with the whole thing like you, you can't have a tournament like that like you can't you, you, there's a couple holes you can't even get around the greens on there you don't really there's not that many cheers it, it was kind of i don't know that was kind of a bummer
0: the atmosphere was lacking yeah you're not alone in saying that i mean pretty much all the players and all the fans were kind of saying that but if you listen to the broadcast Greg Norman said he talked to some fans <laughs> there that could see everything so so i don't know <laughs>
1: What are we going to talk about uh, Jordan Speed holding um, a gun to Mike Davis's head on Saturday and I making him change the
0: par wow, on was, uh, 18 on Sunday? That was a page straight out of Phil's book. That was awesome. I mean, but,
1: it, it won him the tournament.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's safe to say. I mean, because
1: but, so, so on Saturday, he mentioned 12, 10 to 12 guys that if it was playing as a par four could carry. Uh, the the bunker that they needed to carry to put themselves in a position to, to get on the green and two. One of those guys is Dustin Johnson. And, and so if it was playing as a part four, and it, the, Mike Davis is like, oh, the north wind. It was it was like four miles an hour.
0: <laughs>
1: like, I didn't. Like, it's only like people were like, you know, busting out their windbreakers because of this mighty north wind off the Puget Sound. Like, it, it was not. I, I don't know. Like, that was. He, Mike Davis, saw what Jordan Spieth said, and he did not want uh, the U.S. Open to be decided because the number two golfer in the world is hitting the ball at the wrong fairway to right. win uh, the tournament. No, like that, that's all that was.
0: That's what uh, why Spieth played it brilliantly. I mean, he he basically, you know, he, he 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 sounded a little bit whiny when he when he said that on Friday, and in general, but it, but for the most part, he was. Just adamant in the why he thought this was a bad hole, and or a bad, a bad, it was not the hole was not designed to be played like that, and all the players hated it for the most part, except for like you said, those ten to twelve guys that can carry that distance, and like so he basically just put the onus on Davis and said like, and Davis kind of caved to the pressure, I think. I mean, I, I again, I thought I thought it was a terrible design. I kind of agree with the players that that, that to play it as a par four is just not how the hole is meant to be played, but. I mean, he just put his feet to the fire, and he caved. That was pretty impressive. It
1: was pretty awesome. I, you know, I, I don't know what... I mean, okay, I want to talk about this. We need to talk about this. It, do we, is the Grand Slam really in play right now?
0: Oh, God. <laughs> um, I, uh, I want to say yes. I can't picture it actually happening. Bold take, I know, that... Probably at at best twenty five to one that he would he could win both of them, but um, I, I I can't I picked Bubba to win at St Andrews and um, oh, god at, at, before the season, but I, now I can't get the image of Rory out of my head winning there. I yeah. can't. Yeah,
1: that that's your national nightmare, by the way. Bubba stealing the Grand Slam from Speed by winning St
0: Andrews. Oh my god, that would that would that would completely negate the entire season. This awesome season. <laughs> It would ruin everything.
1: (laughs) By the way, I just looked up. So, this has happened, uh, I want to say, six times where golfers won uh, the first two. Last time was Tiger in 2002. He finished T28 at the British Open. Before that, though, um, Jai Nicholas did it in 1972 he finished second at the British Open oh, Arnold, Arnold Palmer did it in 1960 he finished second at the British Open if Jordan Spieth finishes second to bubble oh my gosh British...
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh please no please no are, Have you? are you going to the British Open have you worked this out yet
1: no I'm, I'm not but if he wins that I'm going to if I have to drive, if I have to take an Uber, so it's swing like straight.
0: <laughs> I'm going to do that. <laughs> um, but what you were saying, though, about the uh, the winning the first two majors of the year, random random look back into 06, I, I, I tend to forget this, that when Phil blew that at Wingfoot, that was for three majors in a row. Yeah. Uh, he would have been on his way to the – I mean, he wouldn't have won the British Open. I mean, obviously he didn't win the British Open in 06, but I mean – that, that, you cut that like the the Mickelson that that's why I think that's the biggest Mickelson meltdown of all. But I mean, were you surprised to see him get ejected over the weekend? Well, he always talks about uh, before I before
1: I answer, it, he always he always talks about Marion as being the biggest one, and I'm like, eh, yeah. I, I guess.
0: <laughs> he we, gives us plenty of material to argue about with these, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> yeah. By the way, your tweet about. uh about djs uh now we don't have to argue
0: about which major was the worst one God, man i felt bad even sending that what's bad is i had that i don't know if you saw the one that i had that tailor-made ad with a this really questionable string Uh, of commercials they made it said don't trust dustin it's like i had that like ready to go before he even hit the putt i was i was prepared for him to miss that putt Uh,
1: but yeah no phil uh are, are we like Phil's
0: done at the US Open right I mean uh, well, there's no there's no benefit of me saying yes I can only look back and look stupid on this so I'm gonna say no <laughs> um, I mean I'll continue to get my hopes up I mean when he jumped out to the lead Thursday I was I was ready for him to win the whole thing I mean I was convinced so I, I'm easily sold on Phil I buy into it I'm pretty much annually Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it should have been written on the – like, that that walk on that big arena of a course, those hills with his arthritis at age 45, there was no way he was going to last the whole week. There was just no chance. So, I don't – Yeah,
1: and he—and you know. he's going to be 46 next year at Oakmont. And he's not played well at, at – uh, Shane Bacon was talking about how he hasn't played well – at U.S. Opens there in the past, uh, and then you get another one in 2017 in Erin Hills that's going to play 8,000 yards. Uh, I mean, it, it's just like the older he gets, the longer these courses are. I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I think, I think that ship. I'm going to regret saying this, but I think that ship has sailed. Like I think it's a little bit like the Tiger thing that we're kind of in denial about it
0: but yeah.
1: I think we're gonna look back and be like yeah Marion was it like that was that was the end that was the last one that um, was the
0: chance it just I mean, unfortunate I don't know I mean but he won the British Open two years ago like who could have predicted that no one would have ever thought was, he would have won a British that Open that was
1: his last win he hasn't won since then oh
0: my god yeah uh He's not. I don't know. I, I, I'll say it. He's not done. I'm not giving up hope for the U.S. Open for him. I mean, you think about it. He's runner up in the last two majors leading up into this. Like, yeah, he hasn't won since then. But he's been there. He's been close, especially at Valhalla. He was really close. So, um, I can I can could, I could still see it. I can still see it. Oakmont, maybe not. But at the same time, like, I don't really. I don't know. Like the 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 U.S. Open was last at Oakmont. What 07? Like. Can we really look at the results from ten years, nine years prior, and be like, oh, this isn't a good fit for him? Like, a lot, You know what I mean? A lot, a lot can happen in nine years between events in a certain course. I mean, take that up with Bacon. He's
1: the one that was. I like, will.
0: I will take that up with Shane Bacon. I will say that to his face. <laughs> Did you get a chance to watch much of the online coverage?
1: Kind of. It was, you know, we had, a, we had a little computer set. It was actually kind of cool. There was a computer set up in the media tent. Um, with, you could watch featured, excuse me, you could watch featured groups, you could watch, uh, featured holes, you could watch Fox Sports 1, you could watch Fox, you could watch Golf Channel, like, you could just switch back and forth between all these different channels. Um, so I saw a little bit of it, but I never really had the sound on, so I didn't hear him very much.
0: I mean, I was honestly shocked. I mean, I know Bacon had talent, but, like, he was, like, a complete, you know how hard it is to talk golf for, like, nine straight hours when you're just looking at one hole? It, it sounded like he'd done it for ten years. I mean, I like tuned in. I was like, "That's that's not bacon. Is that bacon? Is that?"
1: They're, they're gonna they're gonna come to us live from Oakmont next year, and it's gonna be like. Tim Brando hosting with Shane Bacon and Mark Brooks next to him. (laughs) Like, they're just gonna, they're just gonna kick Buck and Norman off to, like, the feature groups. Oh, man. And bring those guys in.
0: Well, that's what I've always liked watching the feature group coverage, like, on PGA Tour, like, with John Swantek and Mark Emmelman and Craig Perks and those guys. Swantek's awesome. Yeah, those guys, but, like, They don't try hard to be entertaining or like to drive the narratives like you see on like a television broadcast, and like the the it's just such a different way of approaching golf and such a more pure view of golf that like I love watching the online stuff. So like I felt bad I was all over Fox for the whole week, but like I did enjoy. There were several things I enjoyed. They they killed it with the Pro Tracer. Like I said, the mics in the hole, the online coverage was great. They did a great job of being quiet when the players and caddies were talking. Um, But man, the the chase cam on one, man, what a game changer that was. I mean, first of all, we're going to put a camera on the ground and follow the players for maybe maybe 10, 15 yards as they walk down the fairway. What a game changer.
1: (laughs) we gotta get jason day is every by the way did it did it feel like that narrative got driven into the ground a little
0: bit um i would say driven into the ground and pounded into a sinkhole 300 feet below the ground <laughs> i mean it, it was hard to like i you couldn't make a joke about it because i honestly have no idea how severe this this jason day thing is but like it was like they were rooting for him to pass out. I mean, I, Shane Ryan was saying, the tweeting something about this too. Like, they like wanted him to fall, didn't they?
1: Yeah, it, I don't know. That whole thing felt a little.
0: I know, uh, I know. You don't want to say it. I know. I don't, I don't want to know. say it either.
1: is the right word, but it was just like I don't really understand it, and so no. I, I can't get a feel for like what's actually going on there, you know, like, yeah. if, if somebody, if, if, you know, Big Cat, his leg's broken, like, okay, like, I understand that, I don't understand Vertigo, so I don't, I don't necessarily understand the the narrative that goes along with that, but yeah, I mean, we don't, like, show show golf, don't show Jason Day walking.
0: Yeah, you know? I, that's where I was just always afraid to even make a, a you know, any kind of comment on it, because it can easily be misconstrued, and you're right, I'm, I totally agree with you, I don't know what Vertigo is, I don't really understand it, so... But like Shane Ryan, I think pointed that out in the piece you were talking about too. Is just it was his actions were pretty inconsistent throughout the day, like not picking up the tee on eleven and then picking it up right away on twelve or something like that. It was, yeah. I mean, I, I obviously he was be affected, especially on Friday, to, you know, right. To pat to you don't fake a fall over like that on the ninth hole. I'm not definitely not saying he's faking, but like it was it was uh, they just pounded it in so much that you. You, I feel like in general people kind of turned on it. They're like, "All right, that's enough." That's, you're, you're following him walking across a bridge, hoping he falls. Like, we're done with this story.
1: If Fox really wanted to make some uh, make some fans, they need to implement a, a Johnny Cam, they, they really needed it <laughs> earlier today with. Uh, with Rory coming down the back nine, that got that got interesting for
0: a while. Well, I mean, can you imagine if Johnny was calling yesterday with a Rory chasing his record to you know to to shoot sixty two to win the U.S. Open, and then the nerves, the nerves on Brendan Grace ejecting on sixteen, Spieth doubling seventeen, and Dustin Johnson's four footer, he would have imploded. He he would have imploded. <laughs>
1: I, I really, I went out to follow Rory after he birdied 13, the 70-footer, and it was immediate ejection. He missed the birdie on 14, missed the made bogey on 15, and then it was just kind of over from there. But, I mean, that dude, he missed, like DJ was talking about, Dustin missed so many putts. Rory missed an unreal amount of putts this week. Yeah. I mean, all of them inside of 10 feet. Like, if he would have. If he would have put it at all, he would have been right in it. I, I'm with you. I, I think he wins uh, St. Andrews. I picked that at the beginning of the year. I mean, I, I mean, he's gonna win, right? Like,
0: yeah. I mean, well, I think that's a, this is the best chance we're gonna. I mean, uh, hot take here: number one and number two in the world. I think we have a really good chance of seeing these two actually like going head to head, like a, a final round. I mean, when you think about, I, I think it sets up really, really well for Rory, and I think Speed is gonna be. In the top ten of pretty much all the majors for the next five years, like not <laughs> not not every single one, but it's gonna be he's gonna be around a lot and he's gonna win a lot of them. I mean, I've
1: got, I'm gonna take he's never made a cut at a PGA Championship.
0: <laughs> the granddaddy of them all. <laughs> he's just not prepared to handle the pressure of a PGA Championship, but
1: yeah, it's, a, the, it's an elite field. But uh, I mean,
0: I tweeted it this morning. I mean, I, I, I'm surprised I didn't see this. I didn't bother looking this up myself, and it's hard stat to look up because the what we've considered to be a major over the years changes a lot. But has anyone ever held two majors at the age of 21? Uh,
1: Gene Sarazen, I believe, in 1922 held two majors, but I don't know. I think he was also 21. Um, Justin Ray of Golf Channel had that said. Okay. Uh Oh yeah, because you tweeted that that nobody else had done, that.
0: and no. I retweeted that. I, we might need to go erase some stuff. No, no, no. I I, I wasn't I, that that tweet was not meant to be all inclusive of everyone in golf history. I just included oh, okay. Spieth, okay. Tiger, Jack, and McElroy. and those Tiger, Jack, and McElroy were all 23 when they got their second major, and I think Spieth is going to play in nine or ten more majors before turning 24. Like. Could that? I mean, could we? Could he have four majors by, before he turns twenty-four years old? Why? I why know. couldn't I'm, he? I'm doing.
1: I think I'm doing a piece on on Monday or Tuesday or after I sleep for a day or something <laughs> about. And I did this on Rory last year because people just were not understanding like his trajectory um, in, in terms of like historically winning majors, and and he was right in between Jack and Tiger at his age. And now Spieth is, like, above all of them in terms of – and, it, and it's, it's hard to put a trajectory on being 21 years old or whatever. But I do feel like Tiger's kind of proven that you have to be um, a little bit top-heavy in terms of winning these – winning more of them when you're younger than when you're older. Yeah. Um, and, and so uh, – I, I don't know. You, you almost have to be ahead of the curve to to end up where Tiger and Jack are. I guess is what I'm
0: saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's. I mean Tiger won four in a row, five out of six. I mean he he routinely ran off two wins in a year like it was nothing. I mean I'm I'm not saying I'm not like re- I'm not ready to say he's going to win 14 or 19 majors. But it, I, here's an interesting thought I had. I want to know what you think. Between Rory and Spieth, can they break Jack's record?
1: Uh, you like combined? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's here's what I was thinking about. I think that this is a little bit of um, Federer and Adult.
0: Yeah, I was thinking like, the same thing.
1: Like like Rory is Federer. He's kind of uh, viscerally amazing to watch. He's. He's an artist, etc., and and speed just kind of like beats you down and, and just pounds you before, until until you submit to him. Um, but yeah, I, I think they can. I mean, they've got uh, six combined. Yeah, and and speed is. I mean, yeah, I, I I think they, I think they will. I mean, is that a hot take? Or? That,
0: that's that's. Uh, I mean, like a little bit above lukewarm. I would say that's pretty. That's 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 a warm take. I, I mean. And that's and it's still so many majors, and if one of them has health problems or one of them has a downward spiral, it's going to be obviously. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's just. Uh, it's, I, see,
1: I, I think I think Rory alone gets to ten. I really do.
0: Yeah. I I, 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 I don't mean, know. I I feel like Spieth is going to end up with more majors than Rory. I don't know. Like wow. I, I mean. I don't – he's just – he's more consistent, isn't he? And this he's, is
1: an over overreaction Monday. But, but it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Am either. I overreacting?
0: Just, he's won the last two – he won two majors in a row. Like, okay. It, if, on, if it was the on. Masters, I would agree. If it was just one major, I'd say – it's easy to call this an overreaction. But like, he's won two in a row at the age of 21. This doesn't happen. This does not happen.
1: But, but Rory was talking about this. The consistency doesn't matter. It, yeah, it's like it's like your your high highs and your low lows. If you have more high highs than uh, you know than everybody, else. like if Rory has six more highs at majors, then he's going to win all of them because nobody's going to beat him at those. Right, so,
0: but I mean, I think that this this fifth win can be t- chalked up more to his consistency. I mean, like we were talking about, it's just kind of his B plus game. Like I feel like he's going to have these events where he has this kind of game where he can still win a major and. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I
1: think that Rory's going to struggle at, at U.S. Opens, and he has. He's it, not, yeah. it, it, you know, the U.S. Open that he won was an anomaly. I, I'll tell you what, though, just watching Speed this week, he carried himself like a badass. Yeah. Like, he like he walked around the court, like, just, just, just watching him interact and, and, and be on the range and stuff, like... He was like, I, I own this place. He like, knows. I'm 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 going to win this. Tri-. Like he, it was it was incredible. I I, I was talking to Brendan Porath of um, SB Nation. We kind of hung out a little bit, and and we were talking about how he he was like, I feel like in his press conferences, he's just like really outspoken and really like confident. Even since the Masters, and and I, I didn't I probably haven't seen enough of him to agree with that, but that's probably true.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, it's it's once you've busted through I, I, from experience I can tell you this once you've busted through with, <laughs> with that first major win <laughs> real quick though because we're about 45 minutes in and I know you got a flight to catch soon we we can't go 45 minutes without mentioning did you notice that Louis Oosthuizen almost won the US Open yesterday he shot the 29 on the back nine what the hell happened there <laughs> The,
1: I, I don't know. Okay, I'll tell you what. I was standing on uh, 14T up top, and uh, when he holed out from the fairway, I thought it was for Eagle.
0: Because yeah.
1: Because I, I didn't know that he had gone into the rough and then had to chip out.
0: Because people I mean, were tweeting that, too. On Twitter, everyone's yeah. like, he just hold out for Eagle. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He, he almost shot a 28 to go to a playoff on the back nine at the U.S. Open.
0: And it was like it, the it was, the eighth biggest storyline from yesterday, maybe. I mean,
1: uh, yeah, I know. I, I mean, Adam Scott shooting well—he he shot a 38 on the front. Like, if he shoots, he, he, I mean, the front uh, was playing a, a par 30, 35. If he shoots anything close to par, he, he wins, or or, uh, or they're playing on Monday. So, I mean, that was. I mean he's probably one of the favorites for, for St Andrews also, I guess. You'd have to
0: think so. I mean and we we've gone this part without mentioning anything for Brendan Gray, so then he got ejected. I mean I I I didn't give him much of a chance and he hung around a lot longer than he thought, than I thought he would. I don't know if that means anything to the future. I don't really know much about him to this I was gonna be starting to look him up and then he went out of bounds, but I don't follow the European tour that closely. But I was I was really impressed with him to, to hold in for sixty nine holes. I was
1: I was trying to find an eject button for him because I had pre-written about 500 words on Spieth winning. Um, I was getting a little nervous about it, and I and, and the DJ storyline was a good. I mean, all of it. it was just. I was talking to uh, to uh, Shibnuck before the or, or we were joking on the range. I was like, "You ready
0: for that? Uh, Brain and Grace, Shane Lowry playoff tomorrow." Would people even stick around for that? Or would The media stick around. <laughs>
1: he goes you're gonna find my body like on the shores of the Puget Sound on Monday
0: <laughs> I'm so disappointed so I, I
1: don't think they I don't think they would, it, it would be what was, who did did Retief beat uh, was it Mark Brooks in 2001
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah it would be like that
0: I don't think Mark Brooks family stuck around for that either yeah <laughs> I'm you know I'm the most upset with myself that I didn't have a train joke ready for Brendan Grace. I didn't have, I wasn't prepared for him to hit him on the train tracks. So I was not ready for that. That was That
1: wasn't as bad. The, the, my favorite pro tracer of the week. I included this in my uh, recap, my 20 thoughts. The bubba going right. I, I I legitimately thought that it was one of those that you had drawn like <laughs> <the kids on. laughs> When I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, you know, solid solid drew another one. way like that's pretty but it was it was a real pro
0: tracer yeah it was no the funny thing is like hey, he went way right and bacon sh- bacon's on the broadcast going ah, i think we'll be seeing that screen grab here on uh, on social media here pretty soon <laughs> sure enough like a couple of minutes later i had it up he's like what did i tell you he's like there they are no laying up guys got it right there on twitter <laughs> oh man that's All right, awesome. that's a wrap. You got a flight to board. You got some sleep to get, um, get home, and then uh, yeah, keep firing out those hot takes, man. And uh, and then yeah, find an excuse or for some reason convince CBS why you need to make it to the British Open because uh, turns, hey, turns out I'm going to be there.
1: Yes, I need mean, I need to make that happen. I don't know if I'm going to be able to. But one last thing, I want I want to give you a chance to um show some thanks to this era of golf you started you started no laying up in pretty much other than like the tiger time the perfect time to start it think of i was thinking about this what if you had started this like at the beginning of like 2003
0: <laughs> you mean the mike the mike weir jim Furyk here ben curtis of winning majors yeah <laughs> And how bad that would have been for your brand. So oh. you need to you need, you need
1: to give it up to Spieth and Rory and
0: and all those guys. I well, I mean, I think to, to, if I can get a little fig jam on you for a second here is that's kind of the reason why we started this was like we we kind of saw this coming like we this this era of like this young like young, these young guys that were basically going to be a product of the Tiger era. You know, they they were inspired to play golf by Tiger that was going to be, take over the tour. And it started poorly last year. My God, the beginning of last year was a disaster. But man, since <laughs> since around this time last year, it's been—I mean, it's been perfection. It's been amazing. No Bubba wins, and uh, I don't count the HSBC. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he
1: probably doesn't either. <laughs> so yeah, but I mean, uh, last thing, last thing, and I'll
0: get out of here. Fig Jam of the week
1: was Patrick Reed shooting. I think it was 67, and he he said he left five or six or seven strokes
0: out there. Horschel did it yesterday, too.
1: I was like, oh, you should have shot 60 at a USM.
0: (laughs) We went this long without talking about Patrick Reed either. God, what an amazing tournament this was. Right, you know what? I'm in. I'm in on Chambers Bay. Let's go back to Chambers Bay. Yeah, it was, uh, I
1: mean, they, if they can fix the greens, I don't know.
0: The, the, the How about a PGA? Is- what about a PGA there? Are the greens better in August? Maybe. Let's think about that. Yeah, so. I
1: don't know. Maybe a Walker Cup or something. Okay, I'm, I'm going to miss my flight. All right, so dude. Good to
0: talk to you, All right, take it easy, Kyle. Thanks a lot for coming on, man. We'll talk to you soon.